we unconsciously are playing out ways to get our needs met all the time. When we don't bring those things to the conscious mind, we might fall into patterns and behaviors that we don't actually, we are not choosing. So when we're, we find ourselves in a pattern or behavior or a response or a trigger that we're not actually choosing and we don't even want to be doing, that's when we stop and go, okay, this is something that needs to be addressed here. Are you over 40? Do you feel like you're stuck? Maybe you've always had this knowing that you're meant to do more. Well, on the other side of fear is exhilaration. Your life has purpose. You were born to make an impact. Dear Midlife is about triumphing over life's adversities together and empowering women over 40 to navigate with strength and courage all of the messiness of life. Hi, I'm Shelby Bybee, karaoke party queen, full-time single mother of two teenage girls, world traveler, and an extrovert to a fault. And I'm Trinity Greenfield, a wild-haired little girl living in a grown woman's body that's still full of spunk, charm, and sass with a sprinkle of some black girl magic. We are both a work in progress, and together we are here to link arms with you as we make it our mission to be our best selves and share tips, tricks, and expert advice through no-holds-barred conversations for navigating the ups and downs that come with living life in the middle. Stephanie Hickey is a certified love and relationship coach with a special interest in relationship dynamics and personal responsibility within one's own relationship. She coaches individuals on topics related to sex, love, and relationships and is beginning to move into coaching couples in session, but she has a soft spot for that one-on-one nature of working with individuals and witnessing them become empowered to transform their own lives. She has been with her current partner for 10 years, and they are raising two daughters together with a third one on the way. The partnership itself is what prompted Stephanie to become interested in relationship coaching because she quickly realized that the very conscious and intentional nature of this partnership was something she did not experience in previous relationships and also wasn't seeing among many other relationships. She has found great meaning in being witness and ally to those who want to work their way through their challenges, patterns, blocks, and boredom within their relationships. You can find Stephanie at wonderlovecoach.com. And without further ado, let's welcome our guest, Stephanie Hickey. Thank you to Stephanie Hickey for being here today and welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Shelby and Trinity for having me. I'm very excited to be here. We are so excited to have you. And we know that you have vast experience in the space of relationships and keeping the heat in the long-term relationship. And that's a unique specialty. So can you share with us a little bit about how you got here and what your journey has been to this place? Sure. Yeah. So I would say, how did I get here and to encapsulate it in a shorter, in a shorter version Um, I was married quite young, uh, 22. And then I, I ended that marriage around 28. Mm -hmm. And so that was, and we were together for like 11 years or something. So it was like very young, very, um, passionate, you know, like the late teens, early twenties, you're passionate. That young, crazy love. Young, crazy love. That's exactly what it was. And it was good. It was a good relationship. Um, and he's a good man. And I just, over the course of your twenties, as one does, um, 
you evolve and change and have different perspectives. And so I realized I had to end that relationship. And so I entered into like a couple of years later, I entered into the relationship that I am in now. And that was a very different experience. We were both quite intentional and conscious about how we were coming together. And so the questions that we were asking of each other um, and, and um, the conversations we were having were very different than any previous relationship I had. So right off the bat, it, that was a, it became clear to me that was a, an interest of mine. <laughs> Relationships were an interest of mine. People's relationships. How do, why do people get together? How do they stay together? Why do they want to stay together? All these questions. And so over the course of the last 10 years, that has been, it's almost like a relationship project for us, um, mm -hmm. you know, being together in a conscious relationship and we kind of do put it at the forefront. And so when I happened upon this program for a sex, love and relationship coaching at the time I was at home with my second kid and not much was happening. And I was feeling the, the dip in like, what am I doing? And where am I going? It was like mid thirties. And, and so the, in, I was very piqued by this, um, this program. And so I, I, I hopped on board and I it was a year long, intense, really intensive program of a coaching program. And here, here I am like really, really fulfilled and really excited about working with people in this realm. And uh, so that's, that's kind of how I got here. <laughs> that's awesome. I heard you mention a couple of times the phrase conscious relationship. What does that mean? We are often in question, I guess, you know, questioning if something is not feeling right in the relationship, we don't just let it go on and on and on. If something's not right in within us, ourselves, we don't let it just get swept under the rug. I think it's quite easy to, to fall into a paradigm or a structure of relationship or marriage and not really think too much about what that means. Mm -hmm. What does it mean to be married? What does it mean to be partnered up? What does it mean to be single? So I think it's really important in both single life and in, in, in dating life and in relationships to keep those questions at the forefront and to keep that, that personal growth at the, at the forefront. Otherwise, the mundane, the boredom, the humdrum, it, it's very easy to sink in and it's very easy for years to go by without, without you know, feeling empowered in your life. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the questions that you are asking each other and or even asking yourself? Ooh, some of the questions. A lot of it is around needs and unmet needs in ourselves and in our relationship. And then doing the, doing the really difficult, challenging work of digging underneath of, okay, a lot of it has to do with, of course, going back to our childhood and what are the unmet needs there. And because we unconsciously are playing out ways to get our needs met all the time. When we don't bring those things to the conscious mind, we might fall into patterns and behaviors that we don't actually, we are not choosing. So when we're, we find ourselves in a pattern or behavior or a response or a trigger that we're not actually choosing, or we don't even want to be doing, that's when we stop and go, okay, this is something that needs to be addressed here, you know? 
And sometimes it does take a little while and sometimes it takes years. That's okay. But, but the, the point is that, that to recognize that you're in that pattern or behavior or trigger a response you don't want, that you don't like, and you can kind of go under the hood and see what, the, what's that about. Great. So I think a lot of our listeners, actually, I think our listeners run the gamut. I always think of, of our listeners from a single perspective because I'm single and, yeah. you know, me and Shelby are both single. Perhaps if I'd looked under the hood during my marriage, I would not be single. Who knows? Right. I could have used a little bit of that conscious, uh, conscious relationship situation. Um, so I can absolutely just relate with your comments about being conscious in a relationship and being present and knowing that the things that you do, you're doing on purpose to drive and support and enhance and create and grow the relationship versus just doing the day by day, baby. We got bills. You got the light bill this month. All right. I got it next month. Whatever. Right. Yeah. Let's, let's be really intentional. So I would like, you know, maybe for a few minutes here, let's talk to our married ladies out there and, and a couple of you gentlemen that we know you listen. You don't like to tell your wives you listen, but we know you listen. Um, let's talk to them for, for a little bit and um, give us the starting points around how, how we can be really conscious in our relationships and focus on keeping it fun and alive and, and warm and open and fulfilling in midlife? Mm. Mm. I, I would say starting with, starting with vulnerable conversations that you may not have ever had before is a really great starting place. And there are so many exercises and tools and, and, and conversation prompts that really allow that each person in the relationship to reveal something about themselves Mm. that might not have been revealed yet in this long-term relationship. So keeping connected means actually really hearing and seeing the other person. I'll give you an example of, of an exercise. There's an exercise called fears, loves, and desires. You sit in front of one another and, and you set a timer. So each person has two minutes, let's say, to speak. And person A says, what are you afraid of? And, the, and then it's just stream of consciousness and person B responds. If there's a lull or if there's a quiet moment, person A just says, what are you afraid of? And just kind mm. of prompts, you know? And person A doesn't, doesn't respond. There's no mm. conversation. It's just letting that person- That has to be the hard part. <laughs> yeah, yes. It can be really hard for some people, right? Right. Just listening. Keep your mouth shut, right? Yeah. And listening is a whole other exercise that we have. Like real true listening can be a game changer in a relationship. So so to finish this exercise, then you switch places and partner B goes and and responds to what are you afraid of? And then they ask, and the second question is, um, what do you love about me? What do you love about me? What do you love about me? Mm. And you stream of consciousness go... And then the third question is, what do you desire? And this Mm. is just in life, in love, in whatever. What do you desire? And the stream of consciousness really allows you to, as you start talking, you're like getting things out, getting things out, and then go deeper and deeper and being prompted again, asking again, okay, what do I desire? And then again, so it really gets kind of deeper and deeper as you go on. You can do five minutes if you want, whatever. The time doesn't matter. But that's a great... (laughs) 
connecting exercise yeah. for people. And so do you debrief it afterwards? Like, is there a point that we get to talk about what we've just heard? You, you get to decide that. You okay. can, and you can say, before I mean, like, start, boo, I need a, I need a debrief, honey, on that, right. on that desire. Right. We go have to flesh that one out. <laughs> Where do we go from yeah, here? Yeah, you can decide if, like, you just decide that day uh, before you start the exercise. Do I have the time and space to, to debrief after this? Like, you can yeah. set aside instead of set a, setting aside ten minutes to do the exercise alone, you set aside thirty minutes and make sure that each person has and wants that time and space to debrief. And yes, it's a, it's a great thing to do after. And the more you do it, the less you need to debrief, I would say. <laughs> and you said do this every day. You can. And, right. and it's a really beautiful, engaging exercise to, to start the reconnection process. If you feel mm-hmm. disconnected, if you feel the humdrum of everyday life. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, going forward, you just do it once a week or once a month, whatever. But but it's in your arsenal now. It's in your pocket. Yeah. Your I'm in your toolbox. I want to know more about you because I all I see, all I see you is for 30 minutes before dinner, and then the beds, and then the kit, and then the bed. bed right. In the morning, you take this, this one. Stuff. I'll take that one. We're all going in different directions. Yeah. So if you're feeling, if you're feeling that, just like this is just it's so simple. It's so easy. You sit down and fear, uh, so, love, desire. Yeah. Yeah. Desire. yeah. So here's my question, because a lot of my married friends, uh, I think, say, well, I'm interested in, you know, reigniting the spark and finding new passions and and reconnecting with one another. But sometimes we find that the other partner is not willing to jump in. So do you have recommendations for how if I'm eager and willing and able to try and make transformation in my relationship, but my partner feels disconnected and they're not willing to jump in, how do we navigate those waters i would say jump in yourself okay that for you um and that's actually something that Mm. i feel pretty passionate about is having sovereignty in your relationship having radical responsibility self-responsibility and taking ownership over what you want oftentimes if you're in a respectful partnership it will bleed out it will have an effect in your external world in your external relationships when you start following passionate things in yourself, it will ignite you. It will um, light you up. Your partner will see that in you, right? Mm -hmm. So definitely I would say, jump in and do it, do it for you. I know, I know, I know, I know how difficult that is when you're like, it doesn't matter if I'm doing it, if my partner's not doing it, right? That is as a trap. It's a real trap to fall into. There's resentment there. I, I get it. I've sure. been there. You know, I go through waves of it for myself. And if it's, if it's in the sexual realm, if you're like, I'm adventurous, I want to do more adventurous things. Start with yourself, you know, like mm. sex coaches are amazing at introducing you to exploring yourself in mm. ways that you've never thought of doing. I mean, there's, there's an infinite number of ways that you can explore and learn about your own sexuality that you don't, <laughs> yeah. we're, I mean, we're not taught. I wasn't taught no. about pleasure. You're not taught about that. In, and so um, that's, I mean, that is a whole journey one could go on on their own. And there's no question that's going to have an effect on your relationship and your partnership sure. and your sex life. So figure out the things you like, whether it's sexually or how you're wanting to shift your life and, and go after that, even if 
your partner is not wanting to come along for the ride. And hopefully in the midst of him or her seeing you light up and live your passions and dig into who you are, they will want to jump into the pool and swim into the deep end with you. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Mm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And if not, then you just call a divorce lawyer. Is that? I mean, if not, <laughs> yes. <laughs> when they say no, then you're like, honey, boo, it's over. I'm not, hey, I'm not a relationship coach, well, y'all. So, <laughs> so that is an interesting name. question. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is an interesting question. And let me first go back to one thing that you said, and that's about the sexual exploration. And so I do think I was married for 13 years and at some point our relationship did become a little bit stale. So if your relationship sexually is stale, what can you do to reignite that spark? So I would say if your partner's on board and you're like, you're both like, let's do something. There's so many ways you can, you can still get a sex coach, relationship coach and have um, then guide you through things. And then you have your own homework to do, but I would say start with, finding out what are your do you guys know the erotic blueprints no no tell us about that tell me more yes this sounds like it could be good for married folks and (laughs) single women as well exactly this is jaya's work um i'm i found it uh really useful and helpful and if you go deeper into it then you'll learn a lot but um everybody kind of has an erotic blueprint of and it tells you kind of how you get turned on. So I think there's, you're either a sexual or a sensual or an energetic mm. or a kinky or um, shapeshifter, which I think is kind of like a little bit of all. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fun. <laughs> and so if you're, if you learn each other's erotic blueprint, that is a great thing to start exploring number one, because often maybe you feel like a mismatch or uh, incompatibility mm-hmm. or Maybe it used to be really hot and you're not, you can't figure out why yeah. it's not anymore. So that's one thing to explore. You could explore that. Whose work did you say that was, Stephanie? Ja- Jaya. J-A-I-Y-A. Thank you. And yeah. is there an assessment of some sort? Like, you know, you've got your love language assessment. Can yes. I go online and that's find it. out? It's easy. It's an easy thing online. Yeah, yeah. Touch this button here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, so, so there's, then, then on top of that, there's also just, I mean, there's explorations that you can do in the bedroom on your own that I have in my coaching that you get to see each other in different lights. You get to like play with each other in different ways. Also, I would say finding ways to see your partner when you find them the most attractive, because there was something that drew you to them in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And there's, there are certain things they do um, that make you feel more attracted to them than others. Uh, you can introduce those and reintroduce those into your life just a little bit more often. Maybe they're, you know, really good at a sport and you love watching them or, you know, they want to pick up the guitar again or whatever, mm. whatever those things are. Just to remember how you saw them and what was like, what were those things that really attracted you to them and then another way is to do new things together (laughs) find adventures together doing new things and doing fun things together can really feed that that desirous you know desirous uh, feeling for one another again I like that yeah it's so funny because you know as I think back on the failure of my marriage which is exactly what I will call it um 
it really, it wasn't something that happened quickly. Right. I remember distinctly when it started, my mm. son was six years old. Mm. We got divorced when he was 16. Mm. So, you know, this was a, a long 10 year demise in the making. And had we, you know, as I think back, it's like, we didn't explore any of these things. We stopped doing the new things. We stopped having fun. We, everything became about, you know, just centering on our life and our son. And there was no us in the face of everyone else. There was this us that's this amazing, wonderful us. But behind closed doors, we were borderline strangers for a very long time. You bring up a really good point because- it's almost a decision that you have to make in your own mind and with each other. This is an idea that comes from David Data. Um, he asks, what do you want your partner to be to you? Do you want them to be your business partner? Do you want mm. them to be your friend? Yeah. Or do you want them to be your lover and intimate partner? And maybe there's a yeah. few other examples, but but making that, that part, whatever it is, maybe it is you want a friend. Maybe it is like, there's no wrong answer, but once you decide, then you decide. I've decided I want my partner to be um, like a passionate partner in life that reflects back to me where I want to grow, shares with me their most intimate feelings and experiences. And, and then below that is the admin of life, is the parenting, is yeah. the, you know, the, the friendship. But so, so that's a good point you, to, to ask that of yourself and then making decisions that support how you want to view your partner, what you want your partner to be to you. Yeah. And I think it's so hard to, to get there sometimes because I think back as well to my, my marriage and, you know, I think a lot of relationships go through this period of time where you do have young children and you are, you know, progressing in your career and all of these things. And as a woman, I just reflect back as well, how hard bearing a human being is (laughs) on your body Mm -hmm. and the changes and the transitions that it affects in your life and your relationship. So I think sometimes it's really hard to even just take a pause Mm. in the chaos, in the familial life, in the career and stop and say, this isn't what I want. Mm -hmm. And to start to think in a new and a different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, sometimes I wonder, how do you even get there? How do you, I guess it's just a, a recognition of where you are in that relationship and, and starting that conversation, sitting down one night and saying, look, I'm not happy. Who do you want me to be in your life? Yes. How do you yeah. see this relationship going? It is. Yeah. It's about st- sitting once, once you have that recognition, um, sitting down and that's really clarifying questions of yourself and of one another finding clarity first before moving forward. Yeah. What are, what are your North stars? You know, Mm -hmm. what do you, what do you, what do you desire? How do you desire to relate to one another? How do you desire your everyday to look like? Um, And you can make it like really make it as extravagant. Even if you feel like that's not possible, you know, make it really dream it. Like, what do you want your everyday to look like? And feel like because mm. without getting without even like brainstorming without even bringing that to the forefront then yes you're going to stay in the humdrum and the, the mundane well i think we've laid out some great tips for our our married friends out there and things that i know would have helped me in my marriage so thank you for that 
I, I'm wondering if we could switch gears a little bit and talk about all the single ladies. All the single <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know, we're out there and we are being vulnerable and we're dating and we're figuring out what do we want this next relationship to look like, be like, feel like, live like, dream like. As I'm out there and dating, I'm always finding myself kind of in these same patterns of like, I'm looking for this connection, don't see it on the first date, boom, off to the next. So it just becomes this like, ongoing looking for the connection, ongoing looking for this and continuing to move through. And it starts to feel like the dating factory. So something tells me I'm probably not doing this in the Mm. right way. Um, So I would love to just talk about as a dating coach, how do you recommend that we become conscious in our dating and start consciously dating and start really maneuvering through this dating practice with a bit more ease and fluidity and conscious awareness of what we're doing and why we're doing it and where we want it to go. Um, What I'm hearing from you is that there's, there are some patterns that are recurring. And Mm -hmm. so whenever I hear that, whenever I hear there's um, some, some pattern of behavior that that there's a loop that you can't get out of. That's, that's a time to take pause and to start looking under the hood of those, those Mm. patterns and to continue running that same pattern feels counterintuitive. It feels a little bit like you're going to run in the same loop, you know? I think I just really love this notion that you brought up about being conscious, right? So I'm trying to take that and apply it to the world that I know I live in and so many of our listeners live in. And how do you apply that really to dating and where you're wanting to go in the dating world? So what's an example of of something that you keep, like a pattern that you keep running? Is this a no judgment zone? This is a no No judgment zone. zone. Okay. So here's my pattern. And I promise I've done this no less than 25 times now. Um, meet a guy, typically online, we are talking, sounds good, good connection. Um, and this, I think this goes back to, you asked about, or you talked about your, the emotional, your, your blueprint, right? So I think what I've learned is that in my blueprint, there is a high need for this energy connection, Mm. this connection that is, feels very, Zing instant. I, you know, I, I look at you in the depths of your eyes and I feel like I've known you in another lifetime. Okay. So we go on a date. I look in your eyes and I'm like, well, I've never known you before. Do not know you now. Really don't care to know you again. We go through dinner, go through drinks, whatever, or, or there's this thing in them that makes my alpha female rise up. And I know that when my alpha rises up, it just means I'm not interested in, in you yeah. because my alpha is wanting to take over and, and end the state. And then I ghost you. Yes. I said, I ghost you. I am a, I am a ghoster because if I don't feel that connection and feel it on the first date, mm. I, okay. I ghost the person and I am off into the ether, never to be heard from or seen again. What are you afraid of might happen? If you go on a second date and a third date and a fourth date. So my conscious mind, like what's at the top of my head says, I feel like it's just a waste of my time because, 
because if I don't feel that thing zing up front, then I'm like, you're not my person. You're not going to be my person. I don't want to waste my time because I'm on a quest for my person. So you're afraid of wasting time? It's fair. That's, that's yeah, but it sounds pretty weak. That sounds like a weak ass excuse when you put it like that. Well, here's my question it, to you, Stephanie, is how much of these tapes are rooted in childhood trauma? Are we mm, running yes. from this, what we're dubbing lack of energetic connection? Exactly. Are we telling ourselves a story in our head based on something that happened to us in our childhood that's, that's right. this deep-rooted fear that we don't even realize we're doing? Yeah, that's that's exactly what I was gonna say next, Shelby. So that's very intuitive of you. What is what you've, you have labeled energetic immediate energetic connection what what meaning do you give that um i think it's like that feeling that as cheesy as it sounds i think it's that love at first sight type mm -hmm. of feeling yeah um yeah. which i which is impractical i think it's impractical when i verbalize it but um it is that's exactly what it is it's wanting that love that i saw you across a crowded floor mm -hmm. And we were magnetically attracted to one another. And, and so the investment of spending that time, it feels like the normal channel, the investment of spending time and getting to know someone there's, there's this unwillingness to do that. If there's mm. not that, that initial love at first sight, this is really interesting. Yes. So it sounds like there is this, like Shelby said, a story around love at first sight. It could be some conditioning there to look into, um, could be, and, and again, story. This is a story we have that we're telling ourselves um, must be in place in order to fall in love, you know? Yeah. So right off the bat. Well, it's just hard, you know, it's hard, like taking that and going back to what you're talking about with, with being conscious in your relationship, right? Is I can imagine it's hard to be conscious and consciously date or consciously make decisions on directionally what you're going to do in your dating life. If you have this story that is impractical, that it's very hard to consciously date when you are literally trying to replay a scene from Snow White every fucking time you go out on a date, right? Like yeah. if you are not my Prince Charming, then I'm not going to do this. Well, baby girl, how That's many right. times do you really meet your Prince Charming without getting to know them first. That's right. And there right. that's exactly what that's what sex love and relationship coaching is great at doing is finding what is the story, what is the meaning you're giving to things and you can actually rewire rewire yourself, rewire your brain for a story that you actually are consciously choosing. So mm -hmm. you're entering the dating world much more consciously than just having these conditioned responses or stories or, you know, yeah, behaviors that, that are not serving you anymore. You're, you know, you're, you're older now and you're yeah. wiser now. Your wiser self knows more than, than your 20 year old, 30 year old self did. So. So that's an interesting point though, too, Stephanie. So we are older though. I don't like to say it out loud very often. <laughs> But we are hopefully wiser. And so, you know, I think what I have a hard time distinguishing between is what is my wise mind telling me? Okay, I've gone through all these experiences. These are things I do not want to experience anymore. I have very clear requirements 
if you will, in my own mind as to what I'm looking for in a new relationship. So how do I distinguish between what I feel like are reasonable requirements and maybe this childhood trauma that's preventing me from moving forward in this pattern? You know, because I feel like sometimes I, I have these requirements and maybe Trinity has this as a requirement in her head. Yeah. Maybe it yeah. is in fact a real requirement or maybe it is a story. How do we differentiate between those things? Yeah, that's a lot of, um, that's a lot of, exploration that we do in coaching and in therapy sessions too. I mean, I, I have a therapist and, um, and I have coaches and, and that exploration, uh, begins to make clear what actually is coming from your childhood and what feels like a reasonable mm. requirement. Cause you're like, I know what I want and I, mm. I don't need to compromise that anymore. Yeah. I don't on your own. I mean, you can, definitely obviously do this on your own. You don't need a therapist or a coach to do this, but spending time journaling or even meditating on these things that you, you might question are these requirements or is this childhood trauma spending time, really getting, getting it out um, on paper or, you know, in your mind going through, I think that is a great starting place. If, if you haven't ever questioned before, then, then of course some answers Um, I think, asking out loud, um, asking yourself a question will, you'll always, you'll always get an answer. You'll always get an answer either immediately or the next day or the next day or the next year, (laughs) you know? So, um, asking, what do you, what are you looking for clarity on and asking that Mm -hmm. and then, and then waiting to see what, what comes up. Yeah. And so you said you have a therapist and you are a coach. So can you help our audience differentiate between the two roles and how each can uniquely help you on this path? Mm-hmm. I would say therapists um, are specialized and trained to dig and delve into your your past, your past trauma, your past patterns. Uh, they really are, if you're really feeling like you're not like not even swimming, like you're kind of drowning a little bit um, in one or more areas of life, um, then a therapist will come in there. If there's sexual trauma, um, definitely therapist, any kind of trauma, you're going to want to see a therapist. And I would say a coach is um, if you feel like you're doing okay in life and you're doing good and you want to go from good to thriving, Mm. then it's it's a much more forward, um, future oriented, almost goal. I wouldn't, I don't want to say goal oriented, but like, I feel this and I want to feel this. And so, and here we can do in coaching, we can do all, and yes, we will get under the hood and see kind of things that come up in childhood, but nothing that's going to make you feel like you're dysregulated or out of control, you know, like those, that's really when you want a therapist to come in and support you in that way. So great. Thank you. That feels clear, clarifying. I love that. Yes. Yeah. So one last question. Okay. If I want to really throw in some heat to my relationship. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) What is one immediate action I can take with my partner today to really add some spice back into that perhaps stale love life? Do something entirely new in the bedroom. I would say maybe there's a conversation that happens, but I would say try something you've both never tried before. 
you will feel different. You will see your partner differently. And, and then you go from there. Like you might have both hate it and that's okay. <laughs> be, be, you know, be generous with yourselves, be compassionate with yourselves, but um, you know, each have five different suggestions or something and then sit down and say, let's try this, go for it. Just go for it. Be brave, be courageous, step into the discomfort of mm. that, um, the, the newness, the maybe embarrassment, maybe you feel a little bit of shame, but really own it, just step into it, jump in and see what comes out of it. Because, you know, especially if you're both, if you're both on board, then that's a no brainer. Yeah. Do you have some resources that you could point us to or our audience to for some interesting suggestions? Oh, I would have to, um, maybe I'll, I'll get, you can put those in, in your, in your show notes because I don't have them off the top of my head, but that, that's a great idea. Shelby. Yeah. Perfect. Well, resource number one, contact a coach, (laughs) right? How would they get a hold of you, Stephanie, if they wanted to reach out and get some coaching? Yeah. So, um, my, I have, I have, I work with one-on-one clients. I have a group program that I just launched. Um, the first series just finished a few weeks ago. I'm going to have a baby soon. So I'm going to launch the second series in the summertime. Congratulations. Um, thank you. So you obviously have been keeping the spice alive. Right. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so my, um, my website is wonderlovecoach.com. Um, and you can find all the information there if you want to contact me for one-on-one coaching or keep in the loop about the, the group program. It's also really fun to, to be in a group setting. So, yeah. Can you tell us just a little bit about the group setting and what we what our audience could expect with that? Sure, yes. So I, I loved working in, uh, like being on group calls in my program. And so I really knew, I knew that I wanted to offer that. I developed... A, a program with four different series, uh, each just one month long, and each has a different theme. And it's all it's a self pleasure course. So hmm. um, exploring yourself from all the different angles. The first series we finished, we explored boundaries. We explored safety and security in your body and your um, voice. Um, and then the second series, all about sexual exploration within yourself. The third series is self-responsibility so really getting into the shadow work if you've ever if you've never delved Mm. into shadow work um or our victimhood or any of those kinds of things where you really want to like really explore that kind of thing that's all self-responsibility and then the last one is um the creative self so um how does sexual and creative energy it's all from the same second chakra source so how do they play into one another and how can you alchemize sexual and creative energy and and really expand yourself and and on the call you get you get to talk and you get to chat you get a bit of coaching and then you get to be guided through a live self-pleasure practice so you turn your cameras off you're in your bedroom i know it's wild it's weird for the first few times and then you're like this is great (laughs) there's something really um magical and powerful about knowing that everyone's kind of in throughout the world you have different you know people throughout the world in the bedroom pleasure pockets at the same time (laughs) um going on this on this little half hour journey of of self-exploration self-pleasure so wow that's amazing fascinating Yeah. yeah yes 
Well, Stephanie, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been so enlightening having you here. Thank you for sharing the wonderful tips and tricks that you have. Really And great. we're just so enthusiastic. Actually, I'm really eager to go and put some of these things to practice. I have actually a hot date tonight. So oh my gosh. I'm eager to go into the date with maybe some of these conscious you know, questions atop of mine. I love it. Let us know how it goes. And thank you, Stephanie. This was great. You gave me some things to think about for sure. Wonderful. Thank you both so much for having me. I was so uh, pleased to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much to our guest, Stephanie Hickey, sex, love, and relationship coach who left us with some brilliant tips for keeping the spice in our relationships. Number one, sit with your partner and allow each person to first focus on what are your fears for two minutes without interruption from the other person in a stream of consciousness sort of conversation. Then ask them, what do you love about me? And finally, what do you desire? This will help open up healthy conversation between relationship partners. Number two, take the quiz and get to know both your and your partner's erotic blueprint. Number three, find ways to reflect on what drew you to your partner and look for opportunities to recreate that connection in your relationship today. Number four, try to vision with your partner what you want your everyday life to look like. Dare to dream the impossible. The conversation will elevate your thinking and give you something to work towards. Number five, journaling is a great tool to help you get out of your head and get clarity of thought. And number six, to add a little spice into the relationship, do something you've never done before in the bedroom. You will feel different and you'll see your partner differently. Thank you so much to Stephanie for all these wonderful tips. And if you're enjoying the Dear Midlife podcast, please leave a review below and let us know what you think. Thanks a lot.